Hey everybody, I'm Kate, and welcome to the For the Youth podcast, where we're having crucial conversations about life, faith, and church. In this month's episode, Zach and Grace are talking about how to switch churches, which is something we need to talk about. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, and if this is helpful to you, please consider sharing it with a friend. Five-star reviews are always appreciated, and we've got some ways for you to learn more and get connected in the description for this episode. Also, Camp at the Peak is coming up July 9th through the 13th, where we're headed up to the mountains of Tennessee for rafting, paintball, and worship, and an all-around good time. So if you're listening to this in June of 2022, there's still time for you to sign up. But if not, that's okay. Don't be sad. There's always next year. But you can find all the information you need at movementyouth.com camp. Well, without further ado, let's jump into the very first episode of the For the Youth podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for today's episode, the very first episode of the For the Youth podcast. I'm here with Grace, who is a senior in our ministry, and uh, we're really excited about today's episode. How are you doing, Grace? I'm doing very well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, well, this is the very first inaugural episode episode of the For the Youth podcast. How do you feel about that? Is that feel what, some pressure? Important. Very important. Also, there's some pressure. There is pressure. If this stinks, no one's ever going to watch the second episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah, don't mess it up. Uh, just joking. Just joking. <laughs> uh, but this is going to be fun. Uh, we are um, going to talk about switching churches today. How to do that? When to do that? Um, is it biblical? Is there a good way to go about it? And uh, I'm really, really excited for it. But before we even get into like asking you questions, because you are our expert for the day, <laughs> once again, no pressure. Uh, before we start asking you questions, I just want to like preface this because there's all kinds of things that people might be wondering when we talk about something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the Gainesville area, you might be thinking, I bet they're just doing this to get me to switch to their church. And that's not it at all. Um, you know, we're part of a church called Westside Baptist Church. Uh, and and we're four local churches, um, so we go to a church, but we are on team Big C Church. Like That's we right. are rooting on churches in our area, and I think it's good to celebrate the different cultures and and sometimes passions that make up different churches and make them who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and so so we're on team Big C Church, and we understand that sometimes. Uh, Even when people show up at our church, we're like, yay, new people, you know? You're on the welcome team. You do a great job, by the way, on the welcome team. Thank you. Um, When we see people show up, we're like, yay, new people. But we also understand that sometimes there's some hurt left Mm -hmm. behind uh, from the church that they're leaving, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh, And so we're excited. We celebrate that. But we're also compassionate because we've been on the receiving end of that uh, plenty of times ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the other end, where where people have left us and we're like, oh, oh, Dang, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're going to learn a lot. And hopefully um, uh, God strengthens us and helps us to be better at these conversations because switching churches is like taboo. It's weird. Uh, no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, most people do it. Right. Right. Um, and so we're going to talk about like how you switch from one church to another. And we're probably not going to like name that church, mm-hmm. uh, not because they did anything wrong. In fact, they're a great church, but that's we right. don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. Um and, uh, you know, sometimes people just end up moving, mm-hmm. you know, so they're, they're, it's not even because, well, I, I got mad or I, I, I decided I needed to change churches like you had to because mm-hmm. your family moved. Um, I'm going to stop talking now, though. I need you to start talking soon. Okay. Um, and we're going to ask you some questions. Why don't we do this? Why don't you give us like the two or three minute introduction to Grace and her your story and, and all of that. Okay. Grace the person, not like Grace the concept. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, Grace. Yes, me, Grace. Yes. So 
I grew up in church. I've been going into church my whole life um, and accepted Christ at VBS. So shout out to VBS. Shout out VBS. Um, I grew up in a small church and we switched from that church in while I was in elementary school to find a slightly larger children's ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, So we moved churches to another small church that had more kids at it. And we were there for, oh, well, until last year. So pretty recently. A long time. Yeah, Yeah, we were there for a long time Um, and grew up in that church, made lots of really great friends in that church, and then decided junior year of high school to switch churches and start coming here Um, and now I'm on the welcome team. Now you're on the welcome team. Yeah. And there was like some other steps in between that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, it's funny to, to think back on it because um, you came to uh, an event we do mm-hmm. with a lot of churches yes. in the area called Youth Weekend. And there was uh, a, a lot of churches from the north central Florida area mm-hmm. and some churches that came from like central, south central Florida. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the church that you were with came to Youth Weekend. Yes. And I remember when you showed up like on a Wednesday mm-hmm. for our Youth Service Collective, like a week or two after Youth Weekend, and I was like, Grace, <laughs> what are you doing here? You can't be here. Like you have to go home. <laughs> yeah. And I said it almost like kind of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, were you like offended at all when I said that? Or Not were you really. like, what's the deal? Yeah. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of carry a chip on our shoulder sometimes. Um, and maybe this is just insecurity on, on my part or our team's part. Sometimes we're like, well, we don't want to be seen as the youth group that is, you know, accused of stealing people Pulling from kids other churches. From other churches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cause I grew up in a small youth group. My youth mm-hmm. group had like 12 kids and I know what it's like yeah. when somebody leaves and you take that personally, even though you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cause, cause ministry is personal Yes. and, and faith is personal. It's family. Very. So. Um, you, you know what that's like, you know, and we're going to kind of pull some of that out of your story too. Um, but just we're on the record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to be loyal to a church. It's good to be committed yes. to a church. Right. And sometimes God calls you to switch things up mm-hmm. and to, to serve and do life with a different group of people. Uh, two things can be true at the same time. And, uh, he does that at big churches. He does that at small churches, mm-hmm. all the above. Um, but I have a few questions. Thank you for your introduction. You did a great job. Um, switching churches is such a huge decision, but why do you think it is hard to talk about? Why do you think it is kind of taboo? Why do we avoid it so much? I think a lot of times we don't want people to make us feel bad about it. I know okay. that was true for me. Like, I didn't want to tell everybody that I was switching churches because I didn't want them to say, oh, why are you doing that? Or mm-hmm. why are you leaving us? You hate us. Yeah. No, or I'm do joking. you think there's something better? Or, right. you know, um, because the youth group that I came from was a very good youth group and it was a very good church. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't want them to make me feel like I was doing anything wrong. Right. And maybe some of that's kind of sometimes in our heads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I know what that's like. It's kind of funny because I'm, I'm, you're, you're a student and you attend church. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I work for a church. I'm a youth pastor. And it's always funny when I see somebody like at at the grocery store or mm-hmm. around town who used to go to our church and they're real quick to like avoid eye contact and they like start walking the other direction. Not always. Right. Uh, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, you don't have to be weird. Like it's cool. It's, it's fine. If you go to a different church, I'm bummed if you don't go to a church anywhere, you know, that's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. Like, you know, sometimes God just calls us to a different group of people mm-hmm. for a, uh, a different season. And yeah. so, 
Uh, we have like a two-pronged approach to this conversation, Grace. We're going to ask you, uh, and, and we're going to have a conversation about, number one, how do you decide mm-hmm. if or when uh, to change churches? And then number two, uh, if you're going to do that, how do you go about that switch? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a godly, God-honoring, graceful way to do that? Graceful. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Um, and so this is where we start coming at you with the questions. Um, uh, you know, like I said, changing churches is really emotional for a lot of us. Um, but what were some of the emotions that were kind of going through your head, going through your heart as you were deciding, should I change churches or, or not? Mm-hmm. So one big, huge one, which we kind of touched on already was guilt, mm-hmm. you know, didn't want to, f- I didn't want people to make me feel bad or to feel guilty about leaving a church. Were you feeling guilty or f- feeling bad already? A little I, bit? A little, yes, because I'd been thinking about it for a while. And that was part of the reason that I didn't like think about it and then leave right away. Sure. Like I thought about it for a few months right. before I decided to leave because so you were like, this is already hard. Yes. I already feel bad. I don't want to yes. feel more bad about yeah. this decision. Gotcha. So I felt really guilty. Well, not really guilty at first, but then by the time I decided to move, I did feel pretty guilty because sure. I had a very active role in the youth group. Started to get more real. So when I left, I didn't have an active role anymore. When I came here, I was just attending, which was God was using that for good. And I didn't realize it at the time, but um, I kind of felt useless. Like I just was sitting, right. sitting in the crowd. You're like, give me a job. Listening to the message. Did, didn't you apply for student service or didn't you ask about it? And I was like, oh, we can't take applications did. yet. Mm-hmm. Did you hate me right about no, then? <laughs> because that was something new to me. Yeah. Um, and I, I applied as soon as it was time again. Yeah. Like I was here for a semester and then I applied. I think that's, that's good and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like for a busy body who's like, I'm ready to serve, put me to work. That's hard. But, um, sometimes it's, it's important like, Hey, let me, let me be fed. Let me yeah. be encouraged. Let me be filled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and then I'll get to work. Yeah. You know? I really needed that. That's good. I'm yep. glad. I'm glad, you know, I didn't make that policy. <laughs> that policy was in place before yeah. I was a youth pastor. So I'm just glad uh, that was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, were there any other emotions that you wanted to talk about? Um, I would say loneliness at times. Um, not, I didn't really make the decision to talk a lot about moving churches with people from that church or my friends or my parents. So I kind of was just like, all alone while I was deciding, which wasn't the fault of anybody specifically. It was my own decision to not tell anybody. Um, but looking back, I wish I had talked about it. Kind of process that yeah. with some people mm-hmm. for your sake or for their sake? Probably both. Probably both. In the sense of that feeling for myself, but also to let them in on, to let them know like, Hey, this I'm might be coming or this. Hey, this is coming. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, so there's, there's some guilt. There's a little bit of that. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot of emotions. And sometimes I think people are like, oh, that's too emotional of a decision. Mm -hmm. I can't make it. Um, but I think God has made us emotional creatures. That's not a bad thing. Right. That's just the way that he's made us. Mm -hmm. And and I saw Would you say it's okay to kind of embrace some of those emotions and walk through that that way? Yeah. And there's definitely some positive emotions too. Like, 
when I started coming to collective there, I was filled with excitement and it was something new and it was, um, it was different and I enjoyed it a lot and I wanted to keep coming back. So the negative feelings were offset by the like reassurance and joy of me knowing that I wasn't making the wrong decision. That's once exciting. I made yeah, the decision. That makes sense. And something new is always exciting. Yes. Uh, and, and, and whether it's exciting for a good reason or a bad reason, mm-hmm. like sometimes it's scary, Yeah. but it's still commanding all your attention and your energy and your yes. thoughts. Um, and, and sometimes we could maybe talk about this later, but it's not necessarily that God is calling you to go to a whole new place right. or, you know, even change jobs mm-hmm. or leave this group of friends. You just, you might need to make some tweaks yeah. and freshen things up mm-hmm. a little bit and try something new. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've talked a little bit about some of the emotions. Um, were there any like positive or negative attitudes that God revealed to you about yourself during this process? Like, did you learn some things about yourself through this process? Yeah. So I think one positive would be the value that was in my life on community. Community is a huge part of your everybody's faith and it's a huge part of what makes a youth group um, full of life. Mm-hmm. And so I really valued that a lot and I, I still value that. Um, and he revealed that to me through my old youth group because mm-hmm. it was much smaller and we were very much a family there. Yeah. Um, and it's like that here too, especially with the student serve team or with our teams, or our like age group, group teams. Maybe. Yeah. And yeah. our life groups for sure. Um, but I had that there as well. But on the contrary to that, um, the loyalty that I had, I had an attitude of loyalty. Um, but that kind of led me to ignore my faith and what I needed mm. for my personal growth. Gotcha. And it kept me there a little longer than I should have stayed once mm. I made the decision to switch. Gotcha. So it was out of sense of like, no, 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 this, these are my people. I yeah. need to stay. Mm-hmm. Even though God was maybe trying to tell you, hey, actually for this season, at you the very least, go. you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, some, that's, that's something that we see in the book of Acts. Uh, Paul was very, very loyal to the yeah. people in Jerusalem. And God was like, they're not going to listen to yeah. you. You've kind of blown it here, but I have good news for you. You're going to go share the gospel and, sh- and, and uh, plant churches mm-hmm. uh, among the Gentiles yeah. throughout the rest of the Roman Empire. Um, and and that was what God had in mind for him, mm-hmm. but he couldn't see it right away. Right. I'm sure that was really difficult as well. Um, so those are some of the things that God taught you uh, mm-hmm. about yourself in that process. And and I think, you know, um, all of us, maybe, maybe some of the people watching or listening uh, have already made a change like this. Yeah. And you're probably able to articulate that decision and that that choice uh, better a year out than you are like the very next week, yeah. right? Uh, if I'd asked you all these same questions like day one, when you came to Collective, you'd be like, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. Uh, and so time is helpful as far as articulating those kind of things. Um, let's kind of take like a big picture perspective. We've been talking about you mm-hmm. and, and what you've learned, but um, a lot of people change churches and sometimes like this was a huge decision that you mold over and prayed over and, and thought hard about, but some people do it kind of flippantly some mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I'm going to try this one yeah. or I'm going to go to two churches and I'm going to, you know, on, yeah. if they got something good going on on a Wednesday, I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. And while they've got something cool happening on Sunday, I'm going to go there. Um, so there, some people are really flipping about that. And I don't think that's really how you're supposed to right. handle your your commitment to a group of people in a mm-hmm. church. What are some of the good reasons for switching churches and maybe what are some of the bad reasons? 
for switching churches? Some good reasons would be, one, if you just are feeling called to leave. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't really you don't really know why at the time, but mm-hmm. you just have that God is saying it's time for you to go somewhere else. That's kind of how it was for me at first. I didn't really, I didn't get hurt by the church that I was at. I didn't, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing like slapped happened. me in the face and was like, you have to go right. or it's time for you to leave. Um, it was more subtle than that and more quiet when God told me that, um, which I think it was why it was so hard to hear. Mm. So he was like whispering it to me instead of like yelling it in my face. Which is nice. I mean, the night that he he was kind of gentle and mm-hmm. he wasn't like, yeah. boom, now you're going to leave. Like, yeah. you're not arguing. Sometimes uh, I wish he would have just yeah. get, get it, it over, over with. with. Yeah. <laughs> <Jinx>. <laughs> Rip the bandit off. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get that. But I'm sorry, where were we? I, I totally, I detoured us. <laughs> Definitely I lost, took us off, lost my train of thought. Off train of thought. Um, um, I w- we were talking about good reasons and bad reasons. Oh, right. Um, some bad reasons I would say would be for people, you mm-hmm. know, if you have more friends that go to one church than another or somebody, you know, maybe you broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend oh, and you're like, say that again, please. No, I say it word for word, please. Maybe you broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Amen. You're like, I got to leave this church. Oh, my goodness. I can't go. I can't see them anymore. Oh, my goodness. I don't I think that's a good reason to leave a church. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> no, I don't think it is either. Um, is this, tell me if this is weird. Sometimes uh, when people start dating mm-hmm. and like a, a guy starts showing up because his girlfriend goes to this church, mm-hmm. when they've been there for like a month or two, especially if they go to camp with us, that's a really like formative mm-hmm. week where we get to know everybody really well i've done this like on the bus ride home from camp i've like come up to them and i'm like hey um this is weird i don't know how to say this but let's just say one day you guys break up <laughs> which is a weird way to start any conversation uh-huh. i'm like i just want to say this now while you guys are good and hopefully you never break up hopefully you get married and have 45 babies and everything's great but if you break up this is your youth group now. Yeah. And this is your youth group. You're not here just mm-hmm. because she goes here. Yeah. And like, we're going to be offended if you leave. Okay. Once again, probably not going to break up. They're probably going to break up. <laughs> but, you know, here's hoping. Yeah. Is that weird? No. Because I, I think in that situation, or if you get hurt by a friend, or you have better friends somewhere else, you would make an impulsive decision and yeah. not realize what it, what the consequences of that are later because you've already kind of have your niche in your youth group you know? yeah that makes sense so once you leave your whole ecosystem of your life is just going to crumble ecosystem i like that one that's a good word okay so those are some some good reasons some bad reasons are there any more that you're like we gotta talk about or you want to i would say just another like if you move oh you yeah know, of like those kinds of things that you can't control yeah don't be reluctant to try a new church yeah. Ooh, that's a whole other conversation. It's, yeah. it's not your fault that you're having to move. Mm-hmm. So like there's no harm in moving churches because you don't have a choice. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't say, oh, well, I wasn't ready to move, th- leave that church. So I'm not going to try a new church. That's so good. Sometimes the people that I talk to about this the most are people who got saved mm-hmm. as like 10th graders, 11th graders, maybe in seniors. Um, and then they, they, they start getting plugged in at collective or yeah. Wednesday night service or on a Sunday morning. And they're like, I just love West side. I just love collective and then college and then college. Whew. Um, and, and especially, you know, uh, not everybody stays here in Gainesville. Yeah. So they don't get to stay mm-hmm. 
at Westside or with Movement Youth, even as a volunteer. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just burst this bubble for you. When you leave, you have to find a new church. You have to find a new church. And whatever you do, don't compare it yeah. to Collective. Don't it compare it same. to Westside. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? We got issues. We got <laughs> problems. And there's some churches that don't have those same problems. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Um, and there's some churches that um, have other issues, but they have different strengths as well. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's good. Um, you know, uh, there, there's a point where uh, God is talking to the Israelites and he's saying, listen, I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. Yeah. I'm going to put uh, uh, a river in that wasteland, and I'm going to put something in your life that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting me to come in, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to preach. You're, <laughs> you're, you're expecting me to come in and, and save you just like I did with Moses and with some other people, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do it that way. Yeah. I need to teach you something new and fresh mm-hmm. in this next season of your life. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to preach. Um, uh, but God might want to use that church to yeah. teach you something that the last church didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some good reasons and some some bad reasons. Um, I, I got to talk about this before we move on. How involved were your parents in this decision? I know your parents, but like how involved were they in this decision to, to move from one church to another? They were involved to the extent that they were aware and they were supportive and they had the opportunity to voice their opinion or voice Mm -hmm. any concern. I didn't like walk up to them one day and say, I'm moving churches and you can't do anything about it. Right. And you just have to be okay with it. That might not have gone very well. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. And they also weren't like, Grace, we don't think that's a good idea. You should really try to stay where you are or try a different church. Like we don't Mm -hmm. want you to go to West side. Right. You know, they didn't say that. They but. didn't say anything like that. Um, um, oh, I'm sorry. I cut no, you off. you go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I know your parents, and I was just talking to your folks the other day, and I was like, listen, Grace is not normal. And I mean that in a good <laughs> way. Don't freak out. We weren't talking bad about you. But I was like, I was like, Grace is really mature, and she just makes really wise decisions more often than not, and she just loves the Lord. And uh, and I was like, that, that's not normal. And um, she was like, yeah, I don't, your mom was like, I, I, I don't even know what to do with her sometimes. She's like, she's just brilliant. She's really smart. She loves Jesus. And, and so you have a good bit of trust. You've earned some trust with yes. your parents, I guess is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. And maybe some of our listeners don't have that trust. Maybe, you know, they've made a lot of decisions in the past mm-hmm. based on a girlfriend or based on where their friends were going. Yeah. So if that had been the case with you, they might've been like, okay, Grace, we've been here before. Or, hey, I know what you're thinking, but you earned a lot of that trust. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. And we had lots of conversations. We prayed about it. You know, we we went through all the steps like what's going to happen on Sundays? Like, are you Mm going to start going to Westside on Sundays? Um, All those types of questions came up and they were both very supportive and receptive when I told them that I was thinking about moving and... um, like that trust you were talking about, they knew that I was making the decision because my faith, like it was a faith decision and my heart posture was proper when I made that decision. Um, they could probably see that it was hard for you too. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, you're not doing this just because it's easy. Yeah. I'd come home on Wednesdays and they'd say, oh, how was youth group? And I'd say, it was good, but blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or, well, it was all right. Or Yeah. They knew know. that the, the Lord was kind of working on you yeah. a little bit. Um, and I think you'll see like, like you and I are probably, 
you know, we're in, enjoying what God is doing here mm-hmm. at, at Westside right now. Uh, but there, there could very well be people who are in a, a real season of dissatisfaction with yeah. their faith and with church. Yeah. In the exact same service, mm-hmm. and so and, and it's it's not, they probably wouldn't say well because you know Kendall did a bad job speaking last night right. or because my life group leader did this. They're just like I I don't know what it is, but I think I'm supposed to make a change, and I think that's the Holy Spirit working yeah. in somebody's life, uh, and and uh, and making some changes. So um, yeah, your parents were a big part of it. I would say real quick um, that if if somebody is watching or listening right now. And your parents are are not believers. You and, and you are. You want to be really gentle and really gracious. Yes. Really respectful. That's a really, hard talk. Yeah, really humble mm-hmm. about hey hey I want to go to this church. Well, well, we don't go to church. Um, or or maybe your parents are Christians and they're they're like well we feel called to this church. And uh, I have this conversation with people when we're talking about baptism sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and one of your friends is getting baptized this upcoming Wednesday, by the way. I'm so Super excited. Cool. Um, but we have this conversation about baptism where uh, somebody will say, well, I know I'm supposed to get baptized, but my parents are telling me I can't. Mm-hmm. And what I usually try to tell them is, hey, this is a tense. Uh, there, there's some tension in this situation, but we know that God is honored by you being baptized. And we know he's honored by you obeying you and honoring your parents, right? Mm-hmm. Two things can be true at the same time. And so right now we're going to ask Jesus to, to, to help us yes. be gracious and humble with our parents in mm-hmm. that decision. Um, and, and that doesn't mean you're like, well, as soon as I turn 18, you know, what, I don't care what you think. You're, you're still trying to be gentle and respectful, but while you're under their roof, you're trying to honor God mm-hmm. and on your parents yeah. as best you can. So what do you do if your parents are making you feel like you're stuck at a church. Okay, so if you feel stuck at a church, think about it like this. In Jeremiah 29, uh, it says that we're supposed to seek the welfare of the city. That's that's them in Babylon. Uh, and you might feel like, like, my church is this pagan, evil city, just like Babylon. It's not. It's not as bad as you think. Um, but what God was telling the Israelites is like, hey, while you're here in this not ideal situation, Seek the welfare of the city. Try to make it better. Do everything that you possibly can to strengthen that church. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, I hate it here. Well, what kind of church would you like? Right. Now try to make the church you're in mm-hmm. that church. Right. Uh, more more welcoming or more fun mm-hmm. or more, uh, you know, energetic, whatever it is. Um, and, and try to do that in a humble way. But uh, I think that's, that's something you could try. I don't yeah. know. Okay, now we've talked a little bit about how to make the decision, Mm -hmm. do I change churches or not? Now we're going to talk about, okay, I've made the decision to change, and here's the best way to go about it. Or here are some helpful Mm -hmm. tips as far as how to go about that switch. Um, And we're going to pull on on your experience a little bit here so you can tell us from your perspective, but what are some things that you think you did well, some things that you're really proud of as far as the way you made that change, and what are some things that maybe you wish you'd done differently? So one thing I think that I did well was I thought about it for a long time Mm -hmm. and I prayed about it for a long time. And when I decided to come visit Collective for the first time, um, I was already sure that I was looking for a new church, whether Collective was going to be where I landed or I was going to look for another church beyond Mm -hmm. Westside. I didn't just come for funsies 
with right. with the intention of going back to my old church and comparing the two of them together. So I would say that... Like don't... Would you say like maybe don't visit a lot of churches yeah. if you're not sure if that you, you're, supposed to, you're right. supposed to change? If you're at a church and you are just kind of thinking about it, but you're not sure that you actually are going to leave, I wouldn't just jump around churches just to come back cuz just to, like test the waters even unconsciously you'll compare the two right and when you come back to your home church you'll be like oh well so and so church has better music or yeah so and so church they got an led wall played this cool game oh my game. gosh yeah yeah so i would say that is something i did well but something i need to work or not work on because I've already made the decision. Right. Something I could have done time. better. Maybe there's a next time. You <laughs> Maybe, never know. Yeah. Something I could have done better was talking to people about it. Um, I didn't tell a lot of the older people in our church, even the ones that didn't have a lot of direct impact on the youth ministry. Um, but in that small church, everybody was a part of everything pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I decided to leave, there was a lot of people that I was impacting that I didn't take into consideration and I didn't tell them, you know, I'm not saying I should have like stood up and announced it to the entire congregation. Hey, pastor, uh, I'd like to make an announcement before you wrap up that sermon. I am leaving. Right. (laughs) I will never see you again. Right. (laughs) Um, But there were some people that I definitely feel like deserved to know Mm. from me personally, rather than finding out when I didn't show up to church. What do you mean by deserved? I want to lean into that a little bit more um so there was a lot of people there that were really good role models and really supportive of the youth ministry and people that weren't the youth leader right or people that weren't the assistant youth leader or sunday school teacher but the ladies that cooked dinner for us every wednesday mm. they were there for hours every Wednesday cooking and cleaning and... That's really selfless. Yes. And I didn't tell them when I was leaving. Mm, Gotcha. Initially. I didn't walk up to them and have a conversation. So, but I feel like they deserve... you kind of wish you did. Yeah. Yeah. They played a huge role in my testimony at that time and they still do, so... Yeah. And I think like we're we're pulling out some things that, like I said, I think you did really well and really graciously, but... um, and, and, and when we when we zoom in on some things that you're like, I do wish I'd done that differently, mm-hmm. that's not an attack because right. were, you, were you 16 at the time, mm-hmm. 17? Yeah. Yeah, 16. you're 16 years old. You're not supposed to have all of this figured out perfectly. Right. You're not supposed to know all the answers. And um, it's not that we're like, well, I, I want to make mistakes, but, w- but we're going to make mistakes, right? And so that's part of the reason that we're doing this podcast is because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know how to do this um, yeah. and uh, we're, we're figuring it out. And hopefully this is a helpful conversation for a lot of people. Um, but I think I think what you're addressing, what you're talking about is is kind of that like delayed disappointment mm-hmm. syndrome, because we say, well, I, I don't want to tell them it'll hurt their feelings. Right. And so what we actually end up doing is we hurt their feelings more maybe by not telling uh, them. by not telling them at all yeah. right we kind of ghost people mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes when people leave the church those of us who are still there we're like oh my gosh they just up and left i i guess they just never wanted to see us again mm-hmm. and the truth is they just didn't know how to tell you yeah. um, and they were afraid of disappointing you or afraid of hurting you mm-hmm. so um uh, that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and and so what you would say is hey i wish i had told some people more yeah. uh or, or or told more people um 
you, you talked about people who deserve to know. Do you think that there are certain people you need to tell first and maybe some people that you shouldn't tell until it's kind of finished or, or, or finalized? I wouldn't say that there's really an order to how you should tell people. Um, I think those conversations, God will lead those conversations and he'll set the time for those. Yeah. So instead of me like, writing down lists and saying, okay, I'm going to tell this person first mm-hmm. and avoid talking to the other people even when I have the opportunity to. Yeah. I don't think that's the best approach. Um, when it's the right time, when yes. it fits, it's not forced, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But also at that time, you know, I didn't feel the need to have a sit-down conversation with the sixth graders. Sure, sure. In the youth group. They may be not ready to process something yeah. like that or I understand mean, it. Sure. They haven't known me for very long. They're still kind of in that stage of... I come to youth group because it's fun and every now and then every now and then yeah. I tune in like this is just what I do on Wednesday nights. Sure. Um, How so, dare you generalize sixth graders that way? That is so insensitive. Not joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's been a lot of time with sixth graders. I'm on the welcome team. If you're listening right now and you're a sixth grader, we love you. We love oh, you so yeah. much. Oh yeah, sixth graders are the bomb. They're the bomb. Sometimes. But you are what you are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they just start 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, somebody told me one time, this wasn't me, I wish it was me. Somebody said, hey, if you're going to change churches, your pastor shouldn't find out about it on Instagram. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and, I, and maybe you're like, I go to a church with 7,000 people. Okay, maybe your pastor could be replaced with, hey, your small group leader yeah. or your youth pastor mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the, the people that you do ministry with who are in your inner circle. Yeah. They shouldn't find out with the, you know, the passive aggressive, like, like selfie in front of the new church. church. Yeah. Loving this new church. Hashtag fresh start. You know, <laughs> uh, that that's a little insensitive. And, and I think some people do that because they don't know how else to say yeah. it. We're telling you right now. Now you know how to say it. Not that, mm-hmm. uh, right? So, okay, there there are certain people you should tell, and there's some, you know, uh, maybe not in an exact order, but uh, what are some what are some helpful things to include, Grace? What are some helpful things to include when you're explaining your switch to close friends, uh, parents, or pastors? First of all, if if it comes up, or if you're getting the feeling that they're thinking that it was their fault, mm. uh, reassure them that you know, you made that decision for you. Gotcha. You didn't make it because they said something that offended you or because... It's not that your preaching's bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, everybody walks through different seasons in their faith and sometimes you don't see those from the outside. So give them a little glimpse into what's going on in your heart. You know, gotcha. you don't have to explain your whole life story, but at the same time, they should have an understanding of this is what's going on within my spiritual life and this is why I'm making this decision and pray with them. That makes sense. That sounds really, really sensitive. Um, what are some things that maybe you want to tell them like as you're telling some of these people? Um, not just how to explain it, but like final words. I mean, you're still gonna, you can still be friends with these people, but like before you leave that church, or is there some things that you're like, hey, make sure you tell people this or that? I would say for sure, make sure they know that you're still rooting for their youth group. Mm. Um, every youth group deserves to thrive. Yeah. Whether, even if they did, even if you're leaving the church because you did get hurt by the church, right. the people in that youth group are still, they still need to know Jesus. Right. And Jesus is still there. So, And it's probably not all 60 people yeah. in the church that hurt you, right? And so we shouldn't 
diminish one place because Jesus is just as much present in a 20 person youth group as he is in a 20,000 person youth Amen. group. Amen. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, people experience Jesus in different ways every day. That's so true. So make sure that uh, you're, you know they're st- you're still rooting for them. Yeah. Uh, they know that you're still rooting for them. And uh, okay, let me ask this question. We got a couple more, and we're going to wrap up. Uh, what are some things that you think you can do to maintain or restore relationships with members from your previous church after you've switched? Keep in contact. Yeah, that's a Don't, that's really important. Even if you accidentally ghost people when you leave, like you don't tell somebody and they just don't hear from you for a while, mm-hmm. um, don't ghost them in everyday life I like as well. Like right. talk to them when you see them. Um, we live in a small town. Right, And right. it's hard to avoid people. So You're going to see them at Hitchcock's. If you, if you burn a bridge, you'll be eating a blizzard with them at Dairy Queen the next day. <laughs> and it'll be really awkward if you have nothing to talk about. That is such a Newberry thing to say. <laughs> Represent the berry. Yes. Um, I love that. Uh, and I'm not making light of that. But uh, yeah, stay in touch. And, yeah. and even if you're like, I ghosted them and now I don't know what to do, like reach out yeah. and explain, hey, I was processing some mm-hmm. things. I didn't know what to say or how to say it. And I think I'm in a better place now. Yeah. I'm able to articulate this. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I would like to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um uh, not not necessarily sorry for switching churches, just sorry for not saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's a really great piece of advice. Um, okay, we're, we're, we really are wrapping up. This is not going to be like a three hour long podcast, but uh, I do want to ask one more question. Do you just have do you have any final advice, any any piece of grace wisdom uh, for people who are thinking about switching churches, or maybe they're in the middle of it right now? I would say one, just always trust God's timing. Um, I didn't switch youth groups until junior year and now I'm about to go to college and I've made the decision to stay home for college. So I'll still be at West side, but Hallelujah. God, <laughs> God places those types of decisions in our lives at certain times for a certain reason. And, um, even if it doesn't seem like the most opportune yeah, moment, we just have to trust mm. that that time is the right time. Because it is the right time, even if we think, oh, it's not the right time. Because when I was making my college decisions, that was a big fear. Like, if I move away, I'm going to have to find a new church. All over again. But I've only been at this church for a year. Mm. And I think part of the reason God was calling me to stay home was because I just plugged in here. And for some people that are choosing to leave for college reasons that have been here for their entire high school experience, it's time for them to plug in somewhere else. And you just have to trust that, you know, you're going to be used where you go. So you have to be faithful and go. That's so good. That's so good. Well, hey, I I hope that uh, the people watching and listening to this have been encouraged, have been strengthened, and maybe you don't feel like you're going to have to apply this Mm -hmm. very soon. Uh, but maybe you're just going to tuck this away or save this in a folder on Google Drive somewhere. Like, hey, break glass in case of emergency, you know, when I move away for college or when mm-hmm. I feel like I need to switch churches and just review some of this uh, or, or store these notes away somewhere just because uh, God loves his church. Yeah. Uh, God is for his church. Amen. And in and, and any way that we can preserve and protect uh, what he's doing there 
is, is, is fantastic. And then we're going to be healthier and we're going to be uh, closer to Jesus when we, when we deal with switching churches in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Grace, you did a great job. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks I know for that's, me. that's your story. So thank you for trusting us with it. Um, this has been the very first episode, inaugural episode of the For the Youth podcast. We are for the youth. We are uh, we believe in this generation, and so we're going to be uh, having more conversations like this one uh, that hopefully will strengthen you in your faith. Mm-hmm. Will help uh, answer some questions that you have about how to be a Christian uh, when you're a 15 year old or an 18 year old or or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see uh, the conversations that we have coming later. 